You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sproles. And I'm Bonnie Blaylock. Well, today we're talking about posting about your kids. Now, when we were kids, if our parents wanted to share a picture of us with their friends or with family, they had to take the picture, take the time to get the film developed, which took about a week, (laughs) sort through the flubs, and then either run into the friend in person or pull the paper photo out of their wallet and show them, or maybe even mail a physical letter to the grandparents with a few snapshots tucked in. It was a whole long production. That's right. It was. <laughs> and we, letter, in case you don't know, is something that you write in an envelope, you put a stamp on it, and it takes maybe three days to get there. So um, we had family movie nights sometimes when cousins came to visit where we'd hang a sheet up on one wall. Did you guys do this? No. Ever? And we would have reel-to-reel movies and things that we'd taken. Maybe a slideshow with a slide projector of the dreaded family vacations. Y'all rocked the reel-to-reel <laughs> stuff. We did. The audio reel-to-reel we in the grandparents yes. episode you talked about. Yes, when there's like no sound except for the commentary from people in the room and no dramatic or humorous background music. Yeah, so it was the first was reels. Fun. It's funny. It's like actually a reel now too on Instagram. I never thought it of was that, real. but you're right. <laughs> Little did they know. Yeah, yeah. So did you know, this, this is in the world of photography, did you know more photos were taken in the last two years than in the entire history of photography before that? Mm-hmm. People take more photos of themselves than friends and family. There's about 93 million selfies a day. Oh, that cannot be good for us psychologically. That's bad. Not me. I don't do it. Besides, I can't master the angle. It's never going to work for me. (laughs) It's a bad chin angle every time. The only way a selfie works for me is if I cut off part of my face. (laughs) I do like my edge of my face goes off. It looks artsy and on uh-huh, purpose. Uh-huh. There are 350 million photos uploaded daily on Facebook. And 95 million on Instagram. And the average person has 2,000 photos on their phone, which that seems way low to us. Way low. I have over 13,000. Uh, I, I don't know if you I checked. No, I didn't check, but that's a lot. Yeah, I think 2,000 is very minimal. So our point is it's nothing these days to snap a picture and post it and put it on whatever Platform, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, uh, videos in a matter of seconds. And parents, we are at the top of the list for posting pictures. We post Halloween costumes, first day of school photos, birth announcements, achievements, family vacations. It's even got a name. If you overshare on social media, some people call it sharenting. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Yes. I'm feeling super out of the loop. It's true. <laughs> So what are some things you might want to pause and consider before hashtagging your kid on Santa's lap? Hmm. So, okay, this is a big discussion because we hang out with 20-somethings and 30-somethings a lot, and there's a lot of opinions on this. I have some mom friends who are, like, fine with it. They are fine with having their kids' pictures out there. They like to post pictures cute little videos and pictures. I enjoy seeing them. I know their grandparents do too. But 
some younger than the 30-somethings than the 20-somethings are actually being a little bit more hesitant, would you say? Yeah, cautious. If they have um, children, they're blurring their faces or they're just showing, you know, maybe their little feet or mm-hmm. something. That's it. Okay. It's interesting. So we'll get into that later, the safety, but it's just interesting to note that there are differing schools of thought on this mm-hmm. as we go forward. And so when you're posting a picture of like other people's kids, that's something to to think about, right? Yeah. Because they, don't, they might not want them out there. Yeah. Is asking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got like 15 points we're going to hit. We got, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a whole bunch, don't we? Things we got to think about. All right. First thing to think about. Embarrassing photos. So when you put something online, it leaves a permanent trail. I actually actually just saw something from a lawyer the other day that said, you cannot, it is impossible to delete um, messages from social media platforms. Like you can delete them and you think they're gone. But as a lawyer, he's like, oh yeah, I, I know that they're always accessible. Yeah, you can dig them up. You can the dig legal them up. System. So... And we're not talking about getting sued. We're just talking about consider how the image of your child might be perceived by others. Are you posting about their toddler meltdown or their grumpy teenager in the morning? Um, Could it be seen or used by bullies? Yeah. If you're posting something kind of negative or unflattering about your middle schooler, you're not the only one seeing it. And friends and family may not be the only one seeing it, depending on what your privacy settings are. So how easy that is for someone to Mm -hmm. take a snapshot of something you think is adorable and they're going to use that against them or make a meme out of it. And then it's viral around school and they're just totally embarrassed. Yeah. And secondly, what message are we sending when we're doing this? Like when we, when kids grow up seeing, (laughs) seeing themselves online all the time, they just think it's normal. Yeah. Just to have your stuff out there all the time. Well, they do. I think they do now. It's just changed so fast. The current generation never has not had their stuff online. So, yeah, you're kind of teaching them maybe, maybe you are, I don't know, just this is something to think about. What kind of expectations do they have for privacy or control over their online presence? Mm -hmm. Yep. And yeah, I just started, I don't know, I just started asking my kids at some point in high school. I think they got irritable about like something I'd put out. It wasn't like a picture they would want put out and I didn't think about it. Mm -hmm. Same. I think we've all had those moments if you have older kids where they're like, mom, delete that immediately. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about number three, Bonnie? Personal information. The average parent shares over 1500 photos of their child online before their fifth birthday. And I know some parents set up Instagram accounts for their kids before they're even born and definitely before they can talk. Mm-hmm. So all somebody needs is a name, a date of birth, and an address. And they're at risk for identity theft or what they call digital kidnapping. Somebody using those photos and pretending your kids are their own. Why they would want to do that, I'm, I'm not really sure, I but don't know whatever. either. But it happens. Yeah. And more and more we're hearing about celebrities who don't post about their kids, although you might see some paparazzi photos of them. Uh, The likes of Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. And their reasoning is that it was the parent's choice to have a public career and they're not going to force their children into the spotlight that they didn't sign up for. That seems fair. It does seem fair. And so what's the difference between celebrities' children and our 
own. Well, I, I see the reverse happening. Like I see these these children's accounts on Instagram and it's the cute little sassy videos mm-hmm. they're posting every day. They're very adult sounding. Yes. Scripted. I can think of one in particular. And I, I'm like, that. that's what you're going to do with their childhood. Mm. That's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You, you have so little time with them. It goes by in a blink. That that's, that, that's entertainment. <sighs> that's their, yeah, that's their persona. It's a little cringy to me. Well, yeah, we'll get to that a little bit longer later on here. Like, mm-hmm. what are you, what message is that? Mm-hmm. That goes back to that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's also talk about some privacy settings. Did you know that every picture you take is geotagged by location? No, I did not. Yeah. According to the Child Rescue Coalition, 89% of parents have not checked their privacy settings in over a year. Facebook, Instagram, and other social media apps all have different settings. So without realizing it, you might be sharing your pictures with the general public, aka strangers. And bear in mind that the friends and family you share your photos with may have different privacy settings, which means they could potentially share your photos too. Wow. So so by geotagging your location, if you take a picture, say, in your backyard, what's going to tell you? People now know where you're. They where know you live. where you are. They mm-hmm. know what your child looks like, and they know where to find them. Okay, so how do we remove the location data from iPhone photos, Bonnie? If you have an Android, go buy an iPhone. <laughs> I don't say that. It's totally <laughs> no, you can totally Google this information, but you just select a photo, tap the share button, and at the top of that window, you can tap options, switch off the location. That's it. All right. Tap done, and then you can tap your sharing method. It's easy. And this is related. Your number five is you're not. We recommend they, the experts, recommend not telegraphing your locations or your routines. So it's surprisingly easy to to track people online. So trips and things. You know, sometimes I wait till the very end of a trip. Yeah, me too. To post about it so that people don't know. It's not like, hey, we're not home yeah. all week long. Yeah, my house is empty <laughs> and. Places that you are frequently, like soccer practice, school pickups, um, I don't know, places that you are regularly in your weekly routine. Um, so if you're, say, for like the first day of school, you would take a picture at home with them in their new backpack, but not in front of the school building. Just something to think about. Now, we are the generation that walked home in the dark. Oh, yeah. Like, I think we're the last generation that did that. Yeah. Gen X. We're survivors. <laughs> we are. We are resilient. <laughs> we are resilient. And sassy. But we got we got set free in the neighborhood. We did. And we had to be I had to be home at dark and if I wasn't I was in trouble, but that was it. Right. And this was ours was the generation where you started to see the missing children on the mm-hmm. milk cartons and stuff like that. And then vigilance started to creep up, right? Yeah. And now parents don't let their kids out of their sight and Oh, I would have never let my kids ride their walking. bike in the neighborhood where I didn't know where they were. There's no way. Yeah. But we're perfectly fine putting a picture of them in front of their school geotagged with their likeness out yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good point. So like, here they are. Wave the flag. Yeah. Great point. <laughs> Don't think about that. All right, okay. So number six, be careful about getting too personal about their situations online. I don't know. Some of the stuff I think goes without saying, but. I've seen things. So did they get cut from a sports team or maybe not get accepted to the school they were trying to get into? Um, 
Are you asking about your middle schooler's behavior issues? Or your, even your toddler. In a public forum? Like, in a, I'm like, I, we have this podcast for crying out loud. We love questions about behavior issues. Mm-hmm. But, but privately, you know, submit them privately and right. we can deal with them anonymously. So you're not. So your child keeps their dignity. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to embarrass them or humiliate them in any way. Yeah. Um, and this was a good one. I like this number seven, Bonnie. Do you celebrate only outward achievements? So it's the what message are we sending question. If the only time that your child notices you posting about them is when they're getting a gold star or winning an event, you're saying that um, I love when you do well, Mm -hmm. which is a fine thing to say, except it can get tied to performance. Sure. Winning an achievement is super important in our family, and that's what we're going to be loud about. Mm -hmm. Uh, I heard uh, Alex Lloyd, our energy psychologist, who was on saying that kids need 10 positives to one negative Mm -hmm. all day long. Mm -hmm. And adults need five positives to one negative all day long. And none of us is getting it. (laughs) Yeah. And um, he said he used to ask his boys, um, okay, boys, is there anything you can do to make me love you more? And they're like, no, dad. (laughs) And he's like, and is there anything you can do that would ever make me love you less? Any terrible thing. And they're like, no. <laughs> but that's so fun. It was a funny little back and forth. Yeah. But his way of reminding them, love is not conditional around here. That's right. It's not performance-based. Yeah. It's attachment-based, joy-based. Right. So what would you do to not celebrate in just an outward achievement? So that what would that mean? What would that look like? Oh, I think it would just be like an everyday moment. Yeah. And just a... Or I love this is what I love about yeah. You. This is what I love about him. Or mm-hmm. I love to watch her do blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And you're good about saying I love to watch you try. That yeah. was a good phrase yeah. that you encouraged people to say. Yeah. I so love or, to watch or you something try. about their character too. What a sweet. Oh yeah. So and so was so sweet to their sister today. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I mean, if you're posting stuff at all, anyway, do yeah. something that. Um, be careful not to highlight one child over another consistently. Mm. This can be. So this can be favoritism for like a high-performing child. This can also be a child that demands a lot of your attention Mm. for their disposition or a medical condition. And you're always posting about them and not the other child. Yeah. Just something to think about. It is something to think about. You may not be thinking about it, but maybe her other kid is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Number nine, similar favoring one type of activity over another. So you have tons of pictures of your daughter's dance class but not really a whole lot about your son's chess matches. Just telegraphing something. Yeah. They're noticing. Trust me, they're noticing. Yep. Uh, and here's the deal. You might not be in love with what they picked to do, but you just need to let that go. I've talked to parents who are just like, oh, I don't even, chess is so boring, for, for example. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even get that. We can't, I can't do that with my kid. I can't share that with them. Well, if that's what they love to do, like, Dig in. Yeah. And do the hard work. <laughs> it figure it out. Yeah. It's not going to last that long. It's, yeah. You bend for them. You brought them into the world. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask to be here. Mm-hmm. Let them discover their gifts. Figure and it help out. Help them do it. Get curious about yourself on that one. All right. Number 10, filtering how they look. Okay. This is funny because I've grown children and we post family pictures and stuff. And so I do, I ask them, I'm like, hey, can you fix this picture? <laughs> Of them, it's like a like a group photo, and usually yeah. it's because I don't like something about myself. Oh, but you're not, you're I, not like, hey, fix this picture of you. you no, look picking pretty gnarly. And right I now. let them pick. I did, I'm like, pick the one that y'all like. 
Okay. Where you look good, but then now I'm going to insist that you color correct because I have two graphic designers. I'm like, y'all need to, y'all need to do this. Oh, you go way deeper than we do. And one trip, thank you, Caitlin, for spending an hour photoshopping our family picture. Emma's like, I saw that coming a mile away and I got out of there. I was not getting roped into that. It was a great family picture, except like the curve of my dress made me look fat. So she was like shaving it off in Photoshop. Right. I know. You gotta be real. <laughs> I'm telling on myself. You here. are big time telling but, on yourself. But um, but w- that was just that one time. But okay. I, I do get them. I do get them to color correct it because they were teasing me. They said your color correction is lame. You don't just hit the auto correct. It's bad. And I was like, it's bad. I don't know how to. It's too many buttons. I just need the auto correct. So I just had them start helping me. Okay. <laughs> However, comma, overall. You should not be filtering what your children look like. No, you're right. Because the message of that is, yeah, if you're, I mean, my goodness, that's what the magazines do at the checkout line. That's why women have such terrible body image. And men too, boys too, for that matter. And eating disorders is because we're filtering it all. It's not good enough to post. You're not good enough to show to the world the way you are. And I think what a terrible message. Of course, they're beautiful the way they are. I've got to say, though, when I was 16, I would have appreciated some airbrushing the pimples off my face. Well, they did that for the school photos in our I would have loved that. I would have been here for that. Yes. Yes. So I see what you're saying. So don't make it the nastiest picture of them. Right. And hey, should we give them, should we offer a a prize for any listener who can find the photo from 2023 that was extremely photoshopped (laughs) on my feed? Yeah, first person to submit it <laughs> correctly wins a prize. I don't know, gift card or something. <laughs> um, okay, number eleven: obsessing over getting the perfect photo. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I repent (laughs) of vanity. Oh, okay. Move along. What's number 12, Bonnie? (laughs) Okay. Number 12, making social media so important that they only feel like they did a good job or something worthy if you post about it. So even when they're little, we're modeling what we think is worthy. And they're paying attention to us. So um, you're going to post a lot. If you're going to post pictures at all of your children, then make it a variety of things. Okay, that's good. And you, I think you have to have some discipline with that to just be like, okay, how often am I going to post? You yeah. know, like I need to, because once a day is probably plenty. Too, yeah. Plenty. Too, too much. Once a week for something. I, I, t- I got told when Instagram was in the infancy stages from my young people that you don't post more than one thing mm-hmm. on Instagram. If something cool happens later, then you have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Just sit on it. Hold your horses. So I got coached in that. All right. Number 13 for older kids. Don't gripe about them or nag them via social media. Okay. For real. I, I haven't seen somebody do this. Oh, have you yes. seen that? Have you? Yes. <gasps> yes. What? You take a picture of the sink full of dishes and complain. This is how my teenager left the kitchen today. Yeah. No. That is so passive aggressive and so not okay. Don't get, do not complain. Get curious about, your kid. about yourself. Yes. <laughs> you go to timeout. 
<laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. Listen to our public humiliation is never helpful. Cutting the generational curses off there. And then 14, we've talked about a bunch already. Consent. You just you need to ask their permission before you post about them as they get to what middle school probably, even upper elementary. Yeah, even upper elementary. Um, hey, I'm going to post this picture of you at your recital. Here it is. You cool with that? Does that look good with you? Yeah. Um, but this should go both ways, too. And we had this a little bit in our house, I will say, that they shouldn't post snarky or unflattering things about you either. Back when Twitter was like a kind of new on the scene or whatever. And, and not a was, toxic cesspool of the... Of so, yeah, lameness. The worst impulses of humanity. <laughs> yes. But... It was like a thing back then for um, middle schoolers, I guess, to just post every fleeting thought that came through their head, completely unfiltered. And okay, sometimes that would be unflattering about their, what their parents did or some silly thing they did, and it would just fly all over me. So yeah, that's going to go both ways, the consent thing. Okay, I agree with that. And number 15, our last one, who is your audience? Is it just family members or will all your kids' friends see those photos? Because, um, and why are you following your kids' friends? I think you could, I would want to follow my kids' friends. We didn't deal with this much. I don't know. There's rules about that too. Like, why are your kids' friends following you? Yeah. Is that weird? I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe not for some. It depends on the relationship. Close yeah. Close family friends. I mean... Because wouldn't you want to know what your kids' friends were doing? Wouldn't you want to see the pictures? Maybe. I mean, if they're pub- if they're yeah, p- platforms are public, then it's free to whoever I mean, wants to put eyes on it. Yeah, that's good. Im- I would think that's good information. But I do like that you can limit who sees what. Yes. Uh, so you could just originally, Facebook was I had my Murfreesboro friends, which I loved, and I could click on the Murfreesboro group and see all of y'all and catch up and see what everybody was doing, and mm-hmm. then I could click on my Indianapolis friends, and they quit making you able to do that because they don't want you to do that. They want you to scroll, 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 and click on the free people ad, and then go buy those pair of overalls. <laughs> That's just a random example. Yeah. I don't know anything about that totally exactly. Totally <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I liked it when you could just see, like, your groups of friends, mm-hmm. just you. It wasn't so big. Yeah. Well, so it's worth taking, you know, three minutes to go back on your platforms and see what are your privacy settings. That's a great point. Do you even know? What are your kids' privacy settings? Because maybe they need to not be public. Yeah. And just this is worth reminding you guys. We interviewed this great author named Doug Smith. He has a book called Unintentional. And the research shows that social media is... It's the cigarettes of our generation. It's so incredibly bad for us and for our children. It's rewiring our brains. It's creating all kinds of depression and anxiety, especially in young girls. So this is about moms posting, but I would say it's just so easy for it to take. It gets, I feel like I have a pretty good, good boundaries on it until I don't. And then I'm on it all the time. Right. And then it's like, oh my goodness, I got to rein it back in. And I'm a grown adult with my brain fully developed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. That's for sure. It's just a, this is just, this episode is just a check on what's your behavior like and what, especially what it's like when it comes to your kids. Um, What do you need to be putting out there about them? 
what yeah. needs to be public, what needs to be private. Use it. Use the force for good, Luke. Yes. It, I think it can be used for good. Yeah. And, and positivity. Cue Pat Whitaker, one of our grandmas we interviewed, who's got the best Facebook account out there. Oh, with, yeah. Full of beautiful pictures of her farm. Yes. And scripture and Up- reflections thoughts. on life. Mm-hmm. And that woman just loves life. Talk about joy. Yeah. Steps to joy. So many yeah. steps to joy knowing her. So good. This was an interesting one. Have you, have you had, um, like my kids, have, Thomas and Emma, they did, they've not given me very many rules about posting about Dottie Lou. I mean, we did the daily dose of Dot for almost a whole year. I know. Yeah. And people would walk up to them in town that knew us, but didn't know them and know Dot. See? So she's one of those celebrity babies. She was, she was like, Yeah. Yeah, she was like a minor celebrity here in our little town of Murfreesboro. Okay. So Davey got tired of doing that and he stopped. <laughs> he stopped doing it. He just felt like it's a bit, it was a bit much. It was fun. But if you, yeah, that's a question though yeah. to ask new grandparents to be. Yeah. What's your policy going to be on posting? Because if they had told us not to, we would have said no because they said no videos and we yeah. were like, okay. Good point. No screens. Good point. So yeah, you need to honor that parents whatever your kids and if you and if you don't get a get to post you know pictures of your grandbaby you can get them developed and send them in the mail <laughs> that's right to all your family members and friends far away and keep them in your wallet right and pull them out and they'd rather have them wouldn't it be cuter to have something on the refrigerator anyway we yeah. don't even do that anymore i know i know this was a this was a good one just a good little check-in thanks for the suggestion yeah so just um you for, if you want to run back through those 15 things, it's going to be on our website, justaskyourmom.com. Also, you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, all the social media platforms that we <laughs> talked about. Take five seconds to rate and review the podcast and share us, please, with your friends and family. And send us those topic suggestions to justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, just Ask, Ask Your Mom. Mom.